0: Welcome to the Live Your Why podcast. This is Tammy Hill. I'm glad you're here today. I have a special guest, Shauna Snell, who is the creator of the app, Refill My Soul. Welcome, Shauna.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm so grateful that you are here. So to my listeners, get ready for some great information. All right, Shauna. I will let everyone know that you have a special place in my heart because you are my sister-in-law and you married my brother and took him off our hands. And, <laughs> and hey, someone had to do it, right? <laughs> you're amazing. And I have so enjoyed watching your journey with this app. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, it was interesting because just like everybody else in your life, a few years ago, I hit some rough patches in mine and I was finding myself on my knees a lot and I was praying and I was reading my scriptures, but I thought, you know, I, I need even more tools. I need, I need help. I need to feel peace. And so I turned through inspiration, I think to meditation and I loved it so much, but I was so busy that I thought, geez, if I'm going to meditate, I really want to meditate on the doctrines of the church and on scriptures and those types of things. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to download an app so I can do that. So I went to the app store, started looking through and I'm like, okay, where's the, where's the app that will let me meditate on church doctrine? And (laughs) I couldn't find anything. And I was so surprised. I thought, certainly someone has created this app and I couldn't find anything. So I was thinking about that a few days later and pondering how I was just surprised and in my mind I hear the words create it. And it really took my breath away. I I was planning on finding what I needed and instead through that little journey I realized I'm supposed to create what I need. Anyway, so that's kind of how refill my soul was born.
0: It mm, was amazing. And tell uh, my listeners a little bit about what how they can get it and what what kind of meditations are available?
1: So you can just download it on the Google Play Store or the App Store. Basically, I created it to help people create moments of connection and kind of communion with the Lord. and there the meditations themselves are between eight and ten minutes. and I just combine silence and relaxed breathing and the doctrines of the gospel in each meditation. And right now I think I have about 130, I think mm-hmm. over 130 meditations and I add one to two a week. There's meditations like mini meditations if you don't have much time at all that are just a couple of minutes. there's also a kid's line general conference meditations for that come right from the general conference talks, and even church documents. I've done some like the Living Christ meditation. Anyway, so that's a little bit about the app itself.
0: Yes. One of the things I really appreciate about your meditations is that they are short. Lots of times you look at how long something is and it and makes you think oh, i don't think i want to start that one so, yeah. <laughs> so i like short and sweet and your meditations certainly are short and sweet and they put my husband jeff and i right to sleep in the evenings
1: oh, <laughs> <good>. i'm <laughs> so glad love it. <laughs> sometimes it's hard that's a lot of people have used them to sleep they really because they have a hard time turning their mind off mm-hmm.
0: so i'm so glad you've used them for that that's how we've chosen to use ours so i'm gonna jump in and. Um, One of the things I really try to teach in my teaching at BYU and work with people in my office with therapy and as a mom, of course, is the importance of knowing who you are, why you're here, and centering yourself in discipleship. I think your app is really helping people do that. I know it helps my family to be able to do that. So I'm curious, what are things that you've found that help individuals really tune in to becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ?
1: I think one of the first things that comes to my mind is when the Savior um, extends the invitation to Peter and Andrew follow me, and they have a choice in that moment to leave their nets, leave their comfort zone, leave that life behind and follow him and I think the Savior extends to us that same invitation to have that individual moment to choose and to be a disciple of Him or not. And truthfully, we all get tangled up in our nets. I mean, mm. I'm, I'm tangled up in mine all the time. <laughs> but somehow, we have to be able to look at our lives and think, what is it that's keeping me from following Him with more devotion, with more dedication? And the Spirit will really whisper to us what those, and they're normally small, small little things that are keeping us from being disciples of Him. But the truth is, if we're not following Him, you know, who are we following? So I, I love that your focus is on discipleship because I think that that changes everything. And and really, as we follow Him, I think another important thing is our discipleship is going to look very different than someone else's. Mm. So I think it's important that we don't compare our discipleship to someone else's. It's unique to us in how we follow Him. And I love that that gives us that opportunity to to really counsel with with the Savior and with the Lord in what our discipleship looks like, what sacrifices does He want us to make. And and so it's it's really a beautiful journey.
0: I like that you said not to compare, because I work with couples so much. I was curious as you've been creating your meditations, and you know, you. I know you, and you're a beautiful disciple of Jesus Christ. You always have been, but I'm. I also know that you're a mom with some young adult children who are married and starting out their own journeys. So I was curious Shana if you had any suggestions that might help young couples get established in some of these spiritual rituals as they pursue their individual discipleship.
1: Yeah, that's such a great question. I my probably advice would be start small. And I think if if you attach a spiritual ritual or practice with something you're already doing, there's a more there's a greater likelihood that it will stick. So for instance, if you find yourself, you and your spouse have time together in the car driving somewhere, or you always eat breakfast together, or you are always getting ready in the bathroom together in the morning. If you can find that time as a couple and attach to that moment, that's always happening, some sort of a spiritual practice, it it will stick. It, it's a You have a greater likelihood that it's something that you'll continue doing. So when you're eating breakfast together, instead of just doing the quick rote, say a blessing on the breakfast, make that the time where you have your companion prayer and pray together over breakfast and just make it a little bit more meaningful. But I don't, I think sometimes we get overwhelmed because there's so many Mm -hmm. things we could be doing. And I think we need to recognize that really it is the small and simple things done with our heart that change everything. So in our marriages, when you're busy as a, you know, college student and you have all these things, hey, if you're walking across campus together, talk about come follow me. Just find those moments that you're already doing together and attach something spiritual to that.
0: I love that idea. So practical. And one that you, you know, if you're doing one thing, you certainly can do two at the same time, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love yeah. that idea. So good. What are ways that your meditations can help couples? I mean, have you created, I haven't seen particular relational meditations. Have you created any four marriages?
1: I am in the process, that's a, another great question, of creating meditations that deal with relationships. So couple relationships, dating, parenting. I just think that meditating and having those quiet moments with the Lord can bring a lot of revelation with regards to those, those aspects of our, our lives. But that being said, I believe that anytime we ourselves draw closer to God, it will create something beautiful in, in our marriage, in our lives. We're going to be a better uh, spouse, a better mm-hmm. husband or father, You know, a mother, a better friend, to be honest, when we put God first in our lives. And so really any of the meditations will, I believe, strengthen relationships and marriages when you're pondering on things that you need. For instance, if you're having trouble forgiving your spouse, then ponder and and meditate with the Lord on forgiveness. Help him open your understanding of how that looks for you and how that's going to work for you. And so really there's so many Topics that we can meditate on that have far reaching impacts into relationships with people.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Shauna, I sometimes people have these different ideas about what meditation looks like, and so mm-hmm. I'm curious. For me and Jeff, as laying down on the bed and falling asleep. So I don't know has, <laughs> that, that we're <laughs> that's getting what yours looks like. <laughs> that I don't know that we're getting enough out of it, honestly. But you know, you've done all this work in creating this app, and how does meditation look to you now? Well, it.
1: What it means to me is carving out time in my day to be with the Lord and with the Savior. And as you ponder in the scriptures, or you look in the scriptures, all the place, all over it says, ponder and meditate. And you think, well, what does that mean? And Carrie Scarta has the best definition for meditation that I've loved. She says that it's practicing focusing your attention with a spiritual purpose. So that can happen As we take the sacrament, that can happen in so many realms. But basically, we're just focusing our attention with some sort of a purpose. And so for me, as I've tried to do that, it's changed everything. If if I'm meditating on the fact that I'm hurt and I need to be healed, then that healing can occur in those moments that you spend with the Lord in meditation. But the other thing that I found that I love to do is if you find in the scriptures, one line of truth that speaks to you. You just, you know, those favorite scriptures Mm -hmm. that you have. I love to turn those into mantras or statements that I can say throughout the day. So for instance, years ago, Nephi, I found this verse where he was talking about not letting something destroy his peace or afflict his soul that spoke to me. And so whenever I have something that's hard, or I find myself saying, and this is one of those meditation moments, I find myself saying, I will not allow this to destroy my peace or afflict my soul. And that's a form very short, but of meditating and connecting with the Lord. So it's changed everything for me. And I, I think that it's not coincidence that in the temple, the last place we end up is the celestial room. It's a place where we're not doing anymore. All throughout the temple, we're doing, doing, and we find ourselves in the celestial room where we're not doing, we're being with the Lord, where we're becoming in the celestial room. And I I love that the Lord feels like we need that time with Him. And the beautiful thing is it, the celestial room creates that space and place for us to do that. But through meditation, we can create that space and place in our lives all the time.
0: Hmm. Wow. That's beautiful. So beautiful. I why is it that I'm always running late and the celestial <laughs> room is like one minute. I
1: know, I
0: know. You're missing the whole you gotta stay. Tammy. I know, I know. I just gotta be like you. So. <laughs>
1: no. Oh, I run out sometimes.
0: <laughs> so um I would love to know about how you might encourage people to get out of a spiritual slump. I know that we all have moments and times in our lives where we're just not quite as maybe aligned or in tune with the Spirit, and you long to get back to where you were, but it just takes so much effort to get back there. And I, yeah. I'm just curious, what do you do, and what suggestions might you have for some of my listeners? I would say if you're noticing
1: that you're in a spiritual slump, congratulations. Like, that's huge. I think so many times we're in those little slumps and we don't even notice. And so first of all, recognizing, be grateful that you're, you're so in tune that you even notice that maybe you're feeling a little distance. The second thing is, I think that we need to remind ourselves when we are in those moments that you're not a bad person. Mm -hmm. That's a part of life. Even Joseph Smith, you know, at one point cried out to the Lord, you know, Lord, where art thou? He felt that slump, that separation And so we're really in good company when we hit those times in our life. So most likely, I think in those slumps, we're doing better Mm -hmm. than we think we are. I have this story that I love. I think it demonstrates this perfectly. So Hiram, my son, was in high school and he sent me... I got a text from him during the school day. And it just said, Mom, I need this information right away. And I was like, okay, great. Luckily, I'm (laughs) available, you know. So I sent him the information and two or three minutes later, mom, I'm not kidding. I have to have this to enter in this information. And I was like, okay. So I sent it to him. It That went on for a period of 10 or 15 minutes. He was getting very frustrated. What he didn't realize was all of his texts were going out. None of mine were coming in. And he was in a really a spot of poor reception in the school. So as soon as he walks out the door to school, all of a sudden, all he changed his place. All these messages start coming in. So I think that is such a good reminder to all of us that if you're not hearing the Lord and you want to, there are things we can do to improve our reception. And it takes effort on our part. The Lord says, knock, and it will be opened. Ask, and you shall receive. There's something we need to do. But the good news is we can do something. And so I think that when we're in that slump, little tiny, simple things, for instance, instead of thinking. I need, I have to go say my prayers, you know, maybe you don't even have that thought, but if if you think I have to go say my prayers, maybe switch that and think I need to go spend just a moment with the Lord. Or one other thing that I do a lot of times when I'm in a slump that changes everything and I don't know why it does, but I call it the one line prayer. And really, I think of one thing. I open my prayer, I'm on my knees and I say one thing to the Lord, one thing. But with all my heart, I open my whole heart up and it may be, Heavenly Father, I love thee. That may be the only thing I say. And then I sit there for a minute. And it's amazing when we stop trying to just go through the motions. I think that that keeps us sometimes in those little slumps. We're just moving throughout our day. Just open our heart and do something small. But those one-line prayers or even just saying to the Lord, Heavenly Father, I need thee right now. Like I need you. Changes everything because you'll feel him come to you in those moments that are super simple. So even asking yourself in a slump, what's my next spiritual step? What 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 does God want me to do next to improve my spirituality? So there's a few thoughts on maybe how we can pull ourselves out of those slumps, but really we're doing better than we mm-hmm. think we
0: are. We really are. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you said um, if you if you recognize you're in a slump. That's really good. Congra- congratulations. Yes. <laughs> You're in a spiritual slump.
1: <laughs> really, that's so awesome that you've
0: noticed. I think it's yeah. huge. That's <laughs> a, a great reframe of looking at it that way. So, Shauna, this is the Live Your Why podcast, and I like to have my guests tell my listeners a little bit about their why. I know that my why is really wrapped up in striving to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ and encourage others around me who I get to interact with to find Him, as well as to bless and strengthen marriages. Can you tell us a little bit about your why, and has this app at all changed your
1: why? I love this question because I think when we understand our why, we understand everything, really. So thank you for having me kind of ponder on that. I, my why has hit me per, you know, periodically throughout my life, but recently, most recently through the app, I had an interaction with a mom who reached out to me and said that her daughter was struggling to fall asleep at night. And they'd been praying and praying for what to do, and they found Refill My Soul. So they turned that on for her at night so that she can go to sleep. And she reached out to say thank you, which on a side note, honestly, it's not Refill My Soul. It's the Holy Ghost. It's doctrine. It's the Lord comforting mm-hmm. people through Refill My Soul. But she reached out and just said, She's really feeling worried. Could you write her a meditation about being worried? And as I sat there typing this meditation and wondering what God would have this sweet girl here that would calm her heart and mind, I realized this is my why. This this is why I do what I do what keeps me going, what gets me up in the morning, if I can help one person feel God's love for them in a personal and private way, if I can help them feel peace when they feel worried, if I can turn people and their hearts to Christ and, through, and to the Lord through meditation and through pondering and silence and stillness, that's the most important thing to me. And it makes everything I'm doing worth it.
0: That's so beautiful. So yes, then I'm sure this has been your why all along, but you've kind of been able to identify it as you've worked with creating your app and all of the meditations you write. Yeah. That's that's so cool. So do you have some favorite meditations that you've made? One of the ones that
1: probably stands out to me the most, which is so interesting, when I was in the recording studio, I had written one on loneliness. and as I was recording that the spirit was just so strong. And I, I think there's so many of us that feel lonely. They, that need to know that we're not alone and that the Lord is with us and is there to comfort us. And the savior is going to walk with us. So I love, I love the loneliness one. I love the be still ones because I am actually ironically, not a very still person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I love listening to the be still meditations. In fact, it's cute because sometimes my husband, as I'm buzzing around the house, will be like, "Do you do you need to go listen to one of your meditations?" You know, so, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I need to go listen to my own meditations. But the loneliness one, I I love the Living Christ. Mm-hmm. I I love that I meditation. Love that there's there's really not a lot added other than the Living Christ document itself but just such powerful words so hopefully there's something that will meet everybody's needs for whatever struggles they have or whatever needs they have Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i um, am curious if there's anything you want to add any suggestions any advice as we wrap up today i would probably just say to all of us make room for him
1: create a space for him in your life And it can be quiet. It can look like meditation, but it can also, we can create those spaces with him or those moments with him in our everyday life. If you're holding a crying baby, you can have a moment with the Lord as your heart and your mind reach up to him, as you're driving in the car, as you're, there's so many times that we can create space for him in the moments that we're already doing and living. And so that would be my my invitation really to all of us is just to
0: make room for him in our lives so that we can hear him better. Mm. So well said. I just love that. I just love you. You're amazing to me. Oh. I'm so proud of you for all the goodness that you add to this world. You you certainly are a light. So thank you so much Tammy. Thank you. You're welcome. So you've got it. Make room for Him in your life. That's such an important message from my sweet sister-in-law, Shauna Snell, creator of the Refill My Soul app. If you don't have it, I encourage you to get it because it is amazing. And it will help you align yourself and center yourself in your purposes, particularly in your hope and quest to live closer to the Savior. So my challenge is go out and live your wife.